From the sports desk of the Ames Tribune, Ames, Iowa, the home of the Cyclones. This is the Cyclone Slant. With sports editor Travis Hine. Now, the Cyclone Slant. Hello and welcome to the Cyclone Slant, brought to you by Ames Ford Lincoln. I'm Ames Tribune sports editor Travis Hines, joined by Dylan Muntz. It is Saturday evening after Iowa State notched its first Big 12 win of the season, a 49-24 triumph over TCU. Dylan, how's it going? It's going pretty well. After the two-hour delay that we sat through and eventually got to the game. It seems so long ago that this game was delayed two hours. The second time this year, Iowa State football has endured a weather delay. At least this time, it was a few hours before the game started, before they uh, made the announcement. Uh, Once the game got going, it was relatively smooth sailing for spectators, media, and the Cyclones, who got out to a big lead and really... Threatened a little bit in the fourth quarter, go down and score another touchdown by Brock Purdy, um, who had another fantastic game. Uh, to me, I wrote about it. You can find my column on Amstrip.com. He was the story of the game to me. Iowa State's leading rusher with 102 yards, threw for another 247, two touchdowns, no interceptions, especially after the three-quarter stinker in Waco last week. Big game for Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest thing is how he obviously responded well in the fourth quarter at Baylor after playing very inconsistently the first three. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he came out today, especially against a team like TCU, who's known for their defense, um, really likes to disrupt young quarterbacks. He came out and it looked solid, and, and that was from the first jump. Um, you know, I, what I would say on his second possession, um, really kind of got the offense going, was behind the chains a little bit like it's been. Um, kind of that 35 to 40 yard field that it's dealt with and not been able to respond. The penalty sets him back, but then Brock Purdy rattles off a 44 yard run to the left side, um, gets a nice block from Chase Allen, goes down to the one yard line. That really kind of set the offense in motion a little bit, created some rhythm. Uh, and, and from there, I thought he played really, really well, made good decisions, and used his feet effectively. I think the we've probably come to take Iowa State's defense for granted at this point, but I thought they played another great game uh, to the fact where they're just kind of, it's ho-hum at this point for that group. Uh, you know, against a TCU offense, you know, with a freshman quarterback uh, from the, the streets of Council Bluffs. Council Bluff. Council Bluffs? Bluffs. Bluffs. Plural. Yeah. Plural. There's more, more, than, more one. than one bluff in more the council. Um, they played really well. Obviously, uh, scored a touchdown. Orion Vance, Sachs, Duggan. Uh, any Iwazarike picks it up, scores a TD. Um, another really, really solid outing for them. The touchdown should be the headline, but I think the headline for the defense is that Jaquan Bailey was announced to be out for a, quote, extended amount of time uh, with what Campbell described as a lower leg injury that's not a knee and bone-related that required surgery, if everybody can keep track of all that. Sounds suspiciously like a broken leg, uh, but we don't know, I guess, for sure. How... To me, that's a big deal, but if there's a team that we've seen at Iowa State maybe in the last decade plus that could withstand losing the guy tied for the career sacks record in school history, this would be the team with the depth that they have across the defensive line. And I think that was on 
uh, display today against CCU. Yeah, I wrote about it a little bit in the preseason, how that group has really kind of transformed over the last couple of years and, and gotten to be a lot deeper. And you saw that today, Zach Peterson, you know, Matt Campbell has said multiple times in the last week or so that he's been their most consistent defensive lineman. Thought he came out and played really well today. Could have had a couple sacks, um, you know, but Duggan was a little bit evasive and, and Peterson couldn't quite close it. But um, he was all over the field too, and he's key on special teams. And then Tucker Robertson is a redshirt sophomore. He was in there a little bit. Um, so you saw the defensive line rotate a lot. And again, the support they are getting over the top from the linebackers, especially Vance right now, is is really crucial to that. So the even though losing Bailey is uh, big, they've been able to withstand it because of, I guess, I mean, you could call it the supporting cast and some of the guys that they've been able to fill in there because, um, you know, it's obviously, you know, crucial to have that kind of depth when you're talking about a position like that, especially in the Big 12 where offenses are going to try to run up and down on you. On the, on the other side of the ball, kind of a weird day for the pass catchers. The quarterback, Rihal Mitchell, catches one. Nine guys have exactly one catch, and Deshante Jones has 10 catches for 110 yards. What do you make, if anything, of kind of that, uh, that spread out of the offense today? Yeah, a lot of the offensive coaches talked about ball distribution and how they were going to try to spread it around a little bit, but I don't know if that's exactly what they would have had in mind, is having one guy with 10 catches and then everybody else having one. But, I mean, I guess that's a way to keep defenses off balance. I mean, Brock Purdy talked about it after the game, how – um, you know, that's the thing that it, I mean, it helps. You, you don't know exactly where he's going to go all the time. And a lot of those came in crucial situations. Chase Allen had his first career touchdown catch. That was from the one yard line after Purdy's big run. Um, Landon Akers had one to close the deal later on a 32 yarder. Uh, Tariq Milton and Johnny Lang both had one each um, in a touchdown drive that put Iowa State back up after TCU kind of narrowed the gap a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it was a strange day kind of, and you probably want to see a little bit more rhythm and consistency with a few guys, but um, you, whatever works, I guess. But it, it was it was interesting, and like I said, they all came in kind of big spots. So, um, yeah, kind of interesting breakdown. I think Campbell called it fascinating after the game. <laughs> he did. Uh, another fascinating thing that we've spent a lot of time – this year and certainly in the last week talking about his Iowa State's rushing game. Uh, Brock Purdy kind of took it into his own hands with 102 yards today. But I'm interested, can, or excuse me, Johnny Lang goes for 72 yards. 43 of it came in the fourth quarter and then another 23 came on a single run in the third. So you could say he got better as the day went on or that it was kind of more situational than Johnny Lang emerging Campbell said it was his best game of the year which I don't doubt I guess I'm a little skeptical on the uh the veracity of this being a breakthrough performance for Lang where do you kind of fall on that uh spectrum yeah I don't think the fourth quarter solved their rushing issues I think it's going to be a thing that again they're going to have to still try to figure out all five running backs played today which is of note I think um Brees Hall is at four games now which is that threshold to be able to redshirt or not gyral brock is at three now so they're both getting there um kanae wangu was in there very sparingly uh, i think what did he have K- kanae and crony did not have a rush right uh, kanae had what did he have he's not on the uh oh he was on special teams a yeah. little bit I he guess, had a big he had one return, big return the kick return so that, that was something different we hadn't seen him out there with regularity much the last couple of weeks 
Um, you know, Sheldon Crony, like you mentioned, wasn't used. So they're still putting. He was used. He didn't have a carry. They used him on third down a lot. Right, right. That's what yep. I meant. Didn't have a carry. Real Mitchell is in there. Obviously, like we said, had a rush. So it's. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just trying to find any sort of way to get it going because the offensive line, Matt Campbell said after after the game today, that it did not play well against Baylor, and you know. Obviously, I think we all could kind of see that. It got kind of bullied around um, by Baylor's defensive front. Played a lot better today, but still there's something you know missing within that. And I guess part of that is Purdy siphoning off some of it. And you know he's, he probably is their most dynamic runner at this point. But um, you want to see that from the tailbacks as well because it just helps you create more imbalance and, and can kind of throw defenses off a little bit. Yeah, I asked Campbell after the game if they, when they're evaluating the rushing game, if they differentiate quarterback yards versus running back yards and he said no unless they were coming on broken plays and scrambles by Purdy but it sounds like if they can get if they're running RPOs or if they're running you know read option plays and Purdy ends up with 102 yards they could care less if it's Purdy doing it or Sheldon Crony or Johnny Lang or any of those running backs Um, so I would you know if when they go look at the stats today and or tonight and tomorrow they're gonna look at this as a good day rushing yeah, what did they end up? They had 189, average five, over five yards of carry. Purdy was at eight and a half. Lang, four and a half. Pretty, I mean, so they're going to look at this as a, as a positive rushing game, which is fair. But I, I wonder, you're asking Brock Purdy to do a lot if he's got to be an A-plus throwing quarterback and your best rusher. Yeah, and a lot of that was, you know, they were able to run the ball a little bit more because they – they got up, I guess, or early on. And so they, you know, the design runs, like I mentioned, the one that he started the game with certainly helped. But yeah, at some point, you got to wonder about wear and tear, too, how much he putting on his body throughout a, a Big 12 season. They have, what do they have, three more games before their next bye week, two on the road. So, I mean, these are things that they're going to have to kind of figure out um, as as these the next month or so goes on. But I think Johnny Lang and, and Kaneda Wongu certainly both, can show good things, but to do it play after play after play, it we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think bottom line, a huge step in the right direction for Iowa State, a solid performance, especially coming after last week's uneven performance. Now they head into back-to-back road games starting Saturday at West Virginia, followed by the next week at Texas Tech. Dylan, what's your read on these next two back-to-back road games? Yeah, we talked about it, I think, last this past week, how this was kind of a tipping point for Iowa State in terms of which direction its season could go. Um, as we were recording, I don't know if the game was over, but West Virginia was down pretty big, I think, to Texas. Um, Texas Tech beat Oklahoma State today. So interesting, tricky games coming up. I think Texas and West Virginia were pretty tight uh, you know, early on. I think it was a little bit back and forth before Texas kind of got rolling a little bit. But going on the road, you never – no, for sure, but they got to find a way again, like they did today for the most part, being able to, once they cross midfield, punch it in and score touchdowns, score points. Um, the defense needs to continue to play well, even if it's shuffling on the line like it did today. So, um, yeah, you want to just create as much diversity, I guess, as possible on offense and, and find a way to get the running game going because I think that's going to be the only thing that can help, uh, you know, kind of take them into the next echelon in terms of uh, – you know what kind of team they could be ultimately down the stretch this has been the cyclone slant podcast brought to you by Ames Ford Lincoln be sure to check out the rest of our stuff from Iowa State's win against TCU on amestrib.com and on your local newsstand rate review and subscribe this podcast and we will catch you next time thanks for listening
sure and subscribe to the Cyclone Slant Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.